0: On today's episode, we'll be talking about No Man's Land. It's a show on Hulu that deals with the Syrian Civil War, one of the most complicated, messy, and deadly wars in modern history. And that's saying something if you think about it, because war is never simple. But when you talk about the factions in this thing, you have Assad's government, you have ISIS, you have the opposition, you have the Kurds, and then you have so many international foreign powers involved, from Turkey to Iran to Europe to Russia to Israel to the Gulf states, and the Gulf states include places like Saudi Arabia and everybody's at war with everyone and everybody's got their own desires. And so when you have a show come out like this, it's obviously going to be judged on the merit of how it portrays everything. And everybody's going to be a little biased in certain ways, um, some justified more than others. So when I was reading the reviews on this, I wasn't surprised to see there was a deep polarization between the critics between the critics themselves and also the um, audience members. Some people going as far as calling the YPJ, the Kurdish women's unit that is portrayed in this show, yeah. as uh, terroristic because of how they run guerrilla warfare in Turkey. But at the same time, the U.S. US has been working with them to eradicate ISIS until Trump moved the U.S. out of Syria And uh, it's all very complicated and depressing. And to make it less depressing, what I did was I looked up No Man's Land. There are a ton of other TV shows and movies that have been named No Man's Land. (laughs) And uh, over the course of the episode, just tell me when things get a little too dark. Okay. And uh, I'll give you one of the other examples of what No Man's Land has been used for. (laughs) So, for instance, just to start it off, kick it off. This is an uh, unconnected show that came out, I think, in the last couple of years. And it's also called No Man's Land. And this is the synopsis. While traveling through a remote region in Texas in 1866, Rusty Childress and his family are ambushed. (laughs) When he awakens, he finds his son murdered and his wife missing. Desperate for help, Rusty begrudgingly teams up with a Native American girl, (laughs) who then helps him. It has a 4.3 on IMDb. The show that we're about to talk about has a 7.8. I was wondering what the reviews for this show were going But to most be. of the IMDb reviews themselves are either 10s or 1s.
1: Mm, okay, yeah. All right. So this starts off with text just kind of describing who the YPJ are. They're a voluntary militia of international volunteers. Like we said, they're women woman there taking on ISIS. And to, the... to give a little bit
0: more on that, they actually came from the uh, Syrian Kurdish resistance, which was called the YXG for a while. And then it split off into the YPG and the YPJ, and uh, the YPG is male, and the YPJ is female, but they work together and fight together, and uh, there's a lot more to go into. That's, but kinda, that's kind of
1: even what the episode is about, because um, I'll just it starts off, like the first thing we see is the YPJ in the desert, and uh, we see them walk to this trunk of a car, they open it, and then we are introduced to our main character, um, Antoine Hobart. And he is a reporter that's been trying to get to the YPJ, but we don't know this at this time. And then they do one of those things where it's like five days earlier. Mm-hmm. and um, Classic storytelling <laughs> trope. Yeah, and it starts off, I, I thought, kind of funny because um, we see Antoine and he has to go into this um, hospital with his wife and give a semen sample and then he so oh starts, yeah because they're trying to have a kid yeah they're trying to have a kid and it's not just like that's yeah. a normal thing they do in france no yeah. <laughs> because it's france <laughs> so they walk out and he starts and making, they exit with cheese Sorry, no go okay. ahead. he walks off it's and it, it was funny because he keeps on like lifting up the cup after he's used it like and trying to annoy the wife and the wife is like put it down and he, he kept doing it so i found that part funny you get a good sense of his character from that um, yeah, and then, I was gonna ask what his character likes if he's so naive to
0: think that he can just walk into Syria because that's what he ends yeah, up doing. Yeah, I mean,
1: you see, this was uh, kind of reminded me a lot of that one movie, the train nonstop or unstoppable, the one with Chris Pine, because it was one of those situations where action packed? Not action packed. No, in fact, really not. Um, but more, he's like on a journey this whole episode, and he just keeps on coming up to things that like don't really play a factor later on, but like keep on being stops. I did read way in the pilot. YPJ. It
0: kind of speeds up through where where he suddenly becomes traveler like
1: yeah like Superman and yeah. he just keeps traveling everywhere. That happens about twenty minutes in, and that I definitely agree with because um basically. Well, first of all, explain his motivation. Yeah. Why is he trying to travel? Yeah, well, yeah. The basis of the episode is that this person, Luke Murphy, who was a man who was working with the YPJ. Uh, YPG Why ypg yeah but they mm-hmm. were working with the ypj uh there was an explosion that happened in syria and uh he was very very injured um the weird kind of motivation that antoine has is he saw he, who he thought was his sister anna mm-hmm. um and he was able to tell because of the way that she did her hair now then i was <laughs> yeah
0: what is tying your hair in a recognizable manner i don't mean no i, I mean like i read that and i was like what is that visually yeah. portrayed Out like, of all what, how do you see that
1: Well, you don't see her turn to the camera. You can see her hair and he like brings up a home video of when she was like doing her hair and the same way that she did it was like the same way she turned it into a bun. It didn't make much sense and like even when he shows it to the parents, the parents are like, yeah, that's pretty similar to the way that she does her hair normally and I was like, what what are you, this is the weirdest connection to try and get this character. It's not (laughs)
0: the best thing when a show uses something so out there to, to familiarize a character to say, well, that's her. Because again, and they, that that doesn't seem that like uh, intelligent of a right, and it,
1: and it's just based on a true story. Yes, okay. in a way,
0: but not not really. Because... So so overall, it's not. But, so okay. but but what the um, it's inspired by a true story. So the director Maria Feldman, she might just be the showrunner. Um, the plot was inspired by her father's disappearance in Russia, who then died when she was a kid, and for the longest time, she thought there was some sort of conspiracy with it. Then she traveled to Russia years later and found out that it, in fact, was just him
1: dying. Oh. Yeah. So I wonder if that's how the show's going to be. Because, yeah, we don't, we don't ever you don't see ever find out if sister. Anna's alive? No, not at the very end of the episode. Okay. Um. Do you
0: think in the season you'll find out whether she's alive? Oh, yeah,
1: in the season, I think, for sure. And do, do you have any insight as to whether she is? Like, was there foreshadowing I... saying Maybe. I, I mean, yeah, there's definitely foreshadowing, but I don't think that she is. Because, again, you guess, all you see that makes them think that it's Anna is the back of her hair. Now, they look like the same person, but TV shows do that all the time to get someone that looks similar. Did it feel like a, a TV show? Tendon. Did
0: anything separate this?
1: From yeah, no, the I, I, I'll say that this episode in particular, I'm not sure if this is how the series is, is chock full of information. And it's also very heavy. So is it,
0: is it chock full of Syrian, like, civil war information or chock
1: full of characters, uh, like, explaining, oh, this is what bit they Bit of both, like. but I'd say characters. Um, it also reminded me a lot of Tehran, the type of tone that they were going for.
0: Yeah, because Israel and Iraq are at war. Iraq is supporting Assad. And the Kurds are in a similar position as Israel has been or as the Jews have been in the past where they're being alienated and they are against the uh, government as well as uh, Iraq. And they're also like against Turkey.
1: That's as I said before. That's why Turkey is so anti this show. uh, (laughs) But when looking at this show from a psychological standpoint, you kind of get this tragic backstory because like I said, Anna was killed in a car crash. And you realize that um, Anton might just be trying to grasp at straw. Is there a body? Why? Uh, yeah, ninety six percent DNA match. In fact, this is you should probably say one of your no man's land things. Oh, okay, because it's serious. Yeah. All right. Well, um, yeah. So the next one I got is a an eighties
0: movie called No Man's Land. Benji Taylor, played by Charlie Sheen, is a rookie cop <laughs> who goes undercover and infiltrates a car thief ring. It has a six point one on IMDb. People actually seem to like this one as an underrated gem. Um, but when you read the description, it actually sounds a lot like Fast and Furious because listen to this. The undercover cop becomes too involved in the thieving of cars. He gets too much of a thrill out of it. And then he falls in love with Varric's sister. And Varric is the main guy who's stealing cars. <laughs> Varric, Vin Diesel. Hmm? I don't think
1: there's any conspiracy. Uh, but going back to and the... Varick is based on... No, I'm just going to go ahead. I don't know where I was going with that. All right. um, but back to the show. So Antoine's wife is having to leave for a couple of days. And I've seen this done in a lot of shows. That's when Antoine's like, I have my opportunity. I can see if the person in the video is Anna and I need to check this out. So he gets on the phone with a person named Mehmet. And uh, Mehmet is like, okay... Um, you know, we can, you should come to Istanbul because then we can meet and talk and he's like, okay. So Antoine gets on a plane, goes to Istanbul. And then, um, he learns that Mehmet apparently was, uh, in jail that night because he was helping Luke Murphy, who was also a funny character. Cause you could he was definitely one of those frat types that was an army person. Cause he kept saying man and dude. And like, she was hot when he was speaking to, um, Antoine to learn information about Anna. Um, <laughs> he's a bro. Yeah, basically. And then once Mehmet learns that Antoine is in Istanbul, he's like, okay, well, I obviously can't help you because I'm in jail, but you should go to Reylandi, Turkey, where I can maybe set you up to get to Syria. And then so Antoine then has to go to um, Reylandi, Turkey, and that's why I said it's, it reminds me a lot of Unstoppable, because he kept on having to just go to places to gain little bits of information, which also made this a slow burn.
0: Was um, Antoine the only character that you met throughout the like the main character?
1: Yeah, he's the main main But there's
0: no yeah. other, like, split storylines, because later on, every episode has a backflash to different characters. Oh, really? Yeah, no, this is not having any So backflash there's, like, a jihadist anything. group that comes along later, and they try to explain the motivations to joining a radical group like Asis. Was this filmed during covid Uh, No, but they were able to film in Morocco, which is very similar, I guess, aesthetically to a lot of these places that they were talking about. Um, They actually spoke six languages in the show and the creator seemed really intent on getting everybody to speak in the right accent. They had a ton of dialect coaches there to make sure that, If anybody was watching who spoke Arabic and they heard someone speak Arabic but with, like, an Israeli accent or something, that they wouldn't be immediately turned off of the show.
1: Yeah, because they kept, like, switching between English and other languages. Yeah, they also
0: said that they weren't going to cave toward, like, the English um, norm in Hollywood, which is to uh make people speak english Mm -hmm. like you think chernobyl (laughs) yeah
1: yeah, um
0: when it doesn't make any sense for them to because they compared it to when someone sees an old car in a recent film like a modern film that's using old
1: yeah right like aesthetics and stuff i I know what you're saying because he's in a uh like kind of diner place when he gets to turkey and he meets this person named Talal and Talal and him were like starting to speak in English. And I was wondering, I was like, is that a place where they would like actually speak in English or would they be speaking in anything else? And like, so I definitely was thinking that throughout. So I can only imagine that it took like hours of preparation to do that.
0: The thing is, they seem to put a lot more emphasis on making sure that it looked that way. But a lot of the reviews were talking about how they didn't go too in depth with the Syrian crisis and how if you're going to make a show like this. The emphasis a lot of people are going to be looking for is on picking sides or maybe giving it from the refugees' point of view or spending more time, in this case, with the YPJ. Because I know you see them at the beginning and the end of the episode, but throughout the series, you're kind of following... Antoine. And some uh, reviews even said that they were following the wrong characters. Mm -hmm. They often compared them to Forsama, Last Man in Aleppo, Girls of the Sun, The Cave, City of Ghosts, which are all documentaries that kind of concentrate on this fight from different angles. Um, But again, these are documentaries. And I really think it would take a genius to be able to craft a drama show that would be able to in an accurate depiction give everybody's point of view yeah
1: you'd have to have a ton of like information you'd have to make it like a story that is unbiased which is just hard to do anyway as a
0: script writer it would be hell and so when I was even studying up on this I was like how are we going to be talking about all these different facets of it because in a way a lot of these reviews were just penalizing the show for not um falling into that trap they said, OK, well, there's a bunch of Israeli di- uh, directors and writers and showrunners in this thing, and all they can give you is an outsider's opinion. And so it's obviously going to be biased and propagandist. Well, yeah, but also I think they are doing the best they can with the, what, the limited story now? that they're telling. Yeah. Now, you could say, well, then why even bother telling the story to begin with? And that's a question, I guess, has credibility.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll also I'll talk when the episode starts getting good I'm i all uh when he is because he brings antoine on to uh turkey which is right next to syria and you can see a lot of people in poverty in fact you should probably start reading one of your no man's land descriptions because you can see a ton of people just not like in a great place the water is like bad and stuff like that so So
0: we're gonna take a quick break to talk about this other no man's land i guess we're just promoting these other no man's (laughs) lands yeah um this one is about two wounded soldiers one Bosniak and one Serb who confront each other in a trench in no man's land, between their lines in the middle of war and have a standoff insulting each other but having to cooperate to survive. I think this was critically acclaimed. It's also a that French film. Like a
1: critically acclaimed film, yeah. It has a 7.9 on IMDb.
0: Wow. But it came out in, um, I think, the 90s? I don't want to be wrong about this, mm-hmm. but I think it was the 90s and it had to do with a real war. And uh, yeah. Okay. All right. So <laughs> another No Man's Land. I, I think that it's the right name for this show because if you consider how many people are claiming to have rights to... That area in Syria right now, it is no man's land. Mm -hmm. But these other shows just make it so it kind of waters down the importance of that title. And it also makes it kind of difficult to search up. Like, I don't think I would have found this show, I don't know about you, if I hadn't been looking for shows to
1: find this podcast. No, that's probably true. Um, I'll bring up one funny scene that happened. They keep showing you the name on the screen like most shows do, like Istanbul turkey and it's all in big lettering the funny thing they did with syria was that there's no border you can't see a border it's like the four corners you literally can take a step and be in a different place and that's what talal does he's like welcome to syria and it's no scene no like scene changing or anything and so right as he takes a step into syria it literally comes up and says syria and i was like oh that's a clever way to do it so talal Antoine and the driver are about to drive to the YPJ, or so we think, until we see that Talal has basically betrayed um, Antoine, and we see that he's going to be given over to Isis. Um, So we see Talal is like, no, stay in the car. These people are about to bring you to the YPJ. Everything is going to be fine. And then we see Talal basically negotiate uh, with Isis. And it did a really good job of making it intense. Like, I was like, oh, what's going to happen? In fact, I was wondering if they should have kept the beginning scene where we see him, That would have been interesting because it
0: would have been more of a twist that way. I did hear that there are a lot of twists in the show. But I think it's mostly just to do with Antoine's journey... And uh, then his joining, if he decides to join the resistance
1: fighting. Yeah, and I don't know about you, but whenever they do do like the five days earlier, there's always a little tiny sense of me that goes like, because it's like you why start off in the most interesting place. And then like, we need to just build up from there. Um, But the show gets really good because then um, ISIS, ISIS goes to uh, war with the YPJ. The YPJ ends up showing up and a missile hits the truck. And basically, everyone dies except for Antoine. So, all the I mean, villains. they've already
0: been at war. You mean they just have a fight? Yeah.
1: It'd and, be funny if Antoine
0: was the cause of the war between Isis and, and, anyway, and the not.
1: It was a very bloody fight, also, like right away the driver gets shot and like you can see his brains yeah on like they antoine don't want to make it be like
0: oh it's the women so right. let's lessen it up a little bit a little right. less blood more and nurses they, and, and they did,
1: they don't treat uh antoine nicely because you know they see him with isis so basically they yeah put they a assume his character
0: they assume his character is isis and the idea of being killed by a woman, if you're part of ISIS, apparently is a great, like, dishonor. Yeah, they
1: say that at the beginning text of this show.
0: Oh, okay. So, yeah, that would explain why he would lie about it. Mm-hmm. And also, he looks enough like he could be. <laughs> not, to, <laughs> not to, like, racially profile or anything. No, but it's anything, true, it's true. Yeah. But I, that's they intentionally did that.
1: And uh yeah and that's basically where the episode ends. He gets taken to their camp and then he basically says he's there for the sister. One of the soldiers is like you shouldn't have come and then that's Was it. that soldier
0: Sarya Dogan?
1: Uh, it might have been, yeah.
0: Okay. Well, that's played by Suela Sohila. I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce it. Yakub and she uh, actually learned Kurdish to play her role. Oh cool. And uh... <laughs> yeah imagine learning a full other language that's more than cool. That's like how long did you get to do this and did you know any of it going in? Do they say
1: how long it was shot for over like a period of time?
0: uh they may have i didn't I didn't concentrate too much on that. I didn't write it down. but with French, English Arabic, Kurdish, Turkish, and Parsi all being spoken in the show, I wonder how many languages like the people who were doing the casting and stuff actually knew and whether yeah, the same the people who were talking like like if they missed conversations like what were they speaking on set english
1: or i don't know like, yeah because yeah, i weird. yeah but like they, they were, did
0: have some english actors who i assume only speak english they come along later in the show don't oh okay yeah because yeah, yeah, i was gonna say <laughs> yeah
1: um but i wonder what's going to also do they ever go back to people like Mehmet like at all because he seemed like he was going to be a central character for around half the episode but then it doesn't seem like we ever get like to know what happens to him
0: um i said that we have a few jihadists who join isis we have the ypj sarya we have um the main character antoine i'm not sure about the other ones and it goes
1: with it goes without saying that obviously antoine's like in a big did you did you like this
0: as a whole thing like would you watch the rest of the series no I went watch the rest of the series. This this was, this
1: was it, I was, was it just bored. hard to Yeah, I know, it's very also very heavy. It is very heavy and um people said it was a really good drama um, the ones who liked it, who felt that the twists were really good and that it I I'll say know. I'll say that like I wasn't going to be surprised if this was a show that was, like, trying to get, like, Emmys or anything like that. So it did
0: look professional.
1: Yeah, it had, like, a lot of wide shots, and I liked the, the way in which, yeah, landscape, man. I liked the way in which, like, they use the camera work, so very much so, yeah. So,
0: so it would be different than this one. This is an up-and-coming film called mm-hmm. No Man's Land. It's uh, coming out in 2021, and it's, here's the plot. Okay. While out on a father-son border patrol, Jackson accidentally kills a Mexican immigrant boy. So I assume in U.S. Yeah. Uh, when Jackson's father tries taking the blame, Jackson flees south on horseback, becoming a gringo, illegal alien in Mexico. It's starring George Lopez and the guy from The Purge, the
1: one who uh, right. was in the, Hydra, the, uh, the guy who was in Prison Break. Oh, yeah, wait, (laughs) that's the weirdest, like, two I could think of. I don't think they're the ones playing father-son, but I don't know. It's a drama, right? Yeah. So it's starring George
0: Lopez? Yeah, and the guy from The Purge. (laughs) It's already got its own Wikipedia page. So No Man's Land, I feel like they should have put some sort of, like, copyright on it.
1: Does it say when it's supposed to take place? Like, modern day? I think it's modern day. And he takes off on horseback.
0: Yeah, I, we're not doing that. The podcast no, isn't about that one. Here, I'll give you one more, though. When Tommy goes on a road trip to meet Alice's family, things get out of hand, and she gets kidnapped by a psychopath. Jesus, what is one <laughs> 4.5, No Man's Land, IMDb, 2017. <laughs> and then there's one called No Man's Land. It's all together. I'm going to start chucking these together because we're running <laughs> short on time. No Man's Land, the word is like one word. Okay. All right? Yeah. Uh, it's so grammatically Yeah, it's a modern homosexual love story about unconditional love and the importance of forgiveness. It describes the no man's land between sexual drive and the desire for love. There's just so many freaking titles with this. If you go on to uh, a regular Google search, <laughs> I had to cut it off after like 15 but, like, it just goes on and on and on. All these independent films, all these short films. Like, everybody thinks they're the most creative person in the world by titling it No Man's Land. I mean, It should be restricted
1: least, to this show. At least the last one was, like, all one word, so it differentiates I, That's because
0: it was a foreign film.
1: I don't even know if the translation was... Oh, it was actually Spaces or not. Yeah.
0: yeah. Amon Bundy leads a group of armed militants in a standoff with law enforcement... A lot of them are law enforcement-related. Yeah, yeah. A coming-of-age story of two sisters trying to find their place. Okay, where does that one fit into <laughs> the mold? They're trying to find their place, so it's no man's land. Get oh, it? okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to this, the the Syrian conflict. Serious. Um, but no, honestly, that that is one of the most deadly wars in the last few years. Yeah, It's, I- it's crazy. If you look at the numbers israel palestine you think oh that's a huge one but actually the amount of deaths over the last few years they've been significant but they haven't been near the amount that we've had uh, in the afghanistan wars that are going on or 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 the syrian ones but the the syrian one it's just there's so many international governments involved like i said earlier the u.s has been heavily scrutinized for the way they came in there because originally they said okay we're only here to fight isis That's the only reason we're not p- picking sides. But at the same time, we are sort of we're saying we don't like Assad. Yeah. And and I think that's the right move because I'm from the U.S. Um, but again, I understand that people who are living in the in the actual like detriment of this society and having to deal with the refugee crisis and everything there are so many different opinions that all deserve a say
1: yeah and i know that this show it kind of tries to do that like you see a lot of clippings like where it's like seventy three thousand dead so i don't think that they're just trying to bring like a simple approach to it but yeah, i guess with it's, this episode it's, it's it just one
0: did. thing to like pat you on the back and say okay well we're gonna talk about it and another thing to actually dedicate the show on how crazy a world and how terrible this is right and that's not what this this does this is more of an entertainment type homeland type show however they did say that they didn't want to be as um cliche with its characters as homeland is
1: yeah and something <laughs> which that, some sorry go ahead i was going to say something that was kind of funny was that i uh i was going to write down in my notes this is not an action-packed tv show like you're not going to see them just start punching each other and start like shooting guns and everything and right after that is when the missile scene happened so i was like okay yeah, so it you got did, me again
0: <laughs> it, it twists expands and, and amps things up as the series goes on um people don't know whether or not there's going to be season two uh, what would season two even entail like I'm, well you like, don't know where season yeah. one lets off but you said that you weren't sure if Antoine's sister was alive yeah, yet but like so I said it could f- be a continuing journey of that if oh, we don't know by be, the end I
1: feel like they would be dragging it on maybe that it would sense.
0: be like one of the cliffhangers where he has her hand or his hand on her shoulder and he's about to turn her around and oh, she's no, like no. first <laughs> I have to do my hair <laughs> um I also wasn't aware of how expansive that Kurdistan is because Kurdistan isn't actually a country, but it's uh, throughout a bunch of like Syria and um, Iran and stuff, where you have these mountains areas and uh, and it's kind of owned all by the Kurds. And there's actually two times as many Kurds in the world uh, than Jews.
1: Yeah, and they show that that's think, a lot. <laughs> they show that they show the Kurds like in this desert thing. That's the first thing we see, like the first yeah, shot. Is but them. it's a
0: lot when you think that there are some cultures that want to ethnically like cleanse a full like sorry millions upon millions of people it's it's crazy so yeah i can understand why people might be frustrated if they went into this with the wrong sense of what the show was going to be about but i think for the creators they sounded like they had a good time and they feel like they were able to accomplish a plot that was very entertaining if, if for for the mystery thriller that it is
1: yeah, like a 7.8, I agree with that. I'm saying B-score. No, I, yeah, I'm saying for what it was. Uh huh. Yeah. Let me just look in my notes to see if there's anything else I wanted to bring up. We talked about
0: Morocco already. They also shot in Belgium. Um, and one of the things that they did in Morocco, because they had to shoot as if they were in different regions every day, like Turkey, Iran, Syria, in the same day, they would have. Uh, people change out driver's license and street signs in the vicinity of the same area that they'd be shooting just (laughs) for the background shots. yeah. Yeah. And the impression I got was Saria Dogen's character, played by Swahila Yacoub, um, got the most out of this role as far as people have said that she did the best with with what they were surprised with.
1: Yeah, I liked her character. Yeah,
0: she has an interesting backstory and I guess the most depth. Um, where some of the other storylines yeah. were accused of not having that. All right. Well, I think that'll do it for this episode. We'll see you on the next one. Maybe probably later. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. Unless we want to go into a Ken Burns documentary of something. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> I wonder what he'd think of the show. Bye.